This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's head out to the West Coast to catch up with AMI content development specialist, Sylvie Fiquette. Hey, good morning, Sylvie. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to chat with you as always. So, Sylvie, let's start in Victoria, where a startup is aiming to make disc golf or frisbee golf more accessible. Uh, the sport has become quite popular. I've actually played a few times very, very poorly. How is it supposed to be played? Well, that was my question, Dave, whether you have tried Frisbee golf, because I've seen it, but I have not. And uh, it, it looks a bit challenging. So the game is played in parks and fields with the disc golfer tossing a brightly colored disc quite far, usually having to snake around trees or through long grass en route to a target. And the disc golfer usually feels they know exactly where their disc has landed until reaching the spot to find <laughs> that frisbee's a goner. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, no doubt that I've lost a couple of uh, frisbees along the way in my playing very, very poorly. And part of it is, yeah, where where where'd that thing go? It went into a bush, and now I don't know where it is. So, so there's an innovation here. Who's behind the innovation? Who's trying to perhaps mitigate that? Yeah, this is great. UVic alumni uh, Simon Park and Eve Olnick are co-founders of the Victoria startup, get this, Meep Meep, which has, <laughs> <laughs> very Looney Tunes, which has received plenty of interest with its stick-on disc golf tracker. Olnick grew up playing golf, disc golf with her family on Salt Spring Island. She really loved how approachable and low cost the activity is. And she assumed some sort of tracker existed, but not finding any, she pitched the idea to the University of Victoria's Innovation Center, where she was introduced to Matt uh, Park, her uh, co co-founder. He's a mechanical engineer. And two and a half years later, they're a long way from duct taping a prototype to discs. <laughs> and They've seen their product take flight uh, with players across North America. Oh, Sylvie, what a pun there. That's well done. So <laughs> I think I get a sense here, but how does the technology work? How does Meet Meet work? Yeah. So Meep Meep's locators stick to the Frisbees with an adhesive ring that allows users to easily remove and transfer them onto another disc in their arsenal. When the disc disappears after settling in the grass or takes a wayward bounce off a tree, players open their Camosun College developed Meep Meep app and press a button. Their tracker starts chirping to give off the location. So the founders are wanting to help the growth of disc golf, bringing the game to a wider community, hoping their noise-making tracker and accessible app will open the sport to those who are blind and partially sighted. So that's the magic word right there, because although this may not have been necessarily designed for people strictly who are blind or low vision, there is an accessibility component to this. So what have the founders said about accessibility? Yeah, so they're, um, with UVic, they um, have 
a, a tech area, CARSA, that uh, actually it's not CARSA, it's CanAssist that develops a lot of accessible technology. And they've been working on all sorts of gadgets uh, for several years now. And so it's not surprising to me that it was almost second nature for them to think, okay, we need to... It, do something accessible with a, a sound, a chirping sound. So that's um, that's where they went with this. And um, it does bring a lot more player, the game to a lot more players. Meep Meep um, sees its product as a way to end the days of lost discs mm -hmm. and speed up the game, especially for kids and newcomers who may not have their shots nailed down. Um, it's it's definitely low cost and uh, and mm -hmm. with this accessibility accessibility feature, it's going to become quite popular. Yeah, where I used to play in the Ottawa area, it was actually a ski hill that in the summertime would offer a free disc golf course. So just I'd go up there with a buddy, bring a couple bring a couple beers, bring a couple discs, and that was it. You just start playing, and it was it was so low cost. It was a great way to stay a bit active. And let me let me just say, climbing up and down a ski hill all day, uh, you feel pretty tired at the end. You get a workout in there too so it's good stuff and sylvie this this is a million dollar idea if they can figure out how to put one of these onto a golf ball then we'd really be getting somewhere that would improve my golf game sub so, well it wouldn't improve my golf game but it would mean that i don't need a million, a million spotters with me every time i play uh, sylvie let's <laughs> jump over to the cnib some events and services getting back to in-person action in this fall so what's happening for families Yes, CNIB is hosting BC Family Fun Days between October 22nd to November, November 19th in three different communities across the region. Family Fun Days are filled with lots of fall-themed fun, offering games, lunch, prizes and activities to connect with other families in your region. So these exciting events will be providing opportunities for families to be introduced to services and learning from the CNIB and organizations which provide services to blind and partially sighted youth in BC. Mm. Uh, where are the events happening and how can somebody register? Yeah, so dates and locations for this are in Victoria on Saturday, October 22nd, between 11 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at the Fernwood Community Centre, in Surrey on Saturday, October 29th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Semi-Amu Arts Society, and then in Kelowna on Saturday, November 19th. Family Fun Day happens from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Rotary Centre for the Arts. For registration, uh, you can contact the Program Coordinator for Children and Youth at 604-644-6536, 604-644-6536, or um, you can visit cnib.ca forward slash events and fill on the online Family Fun Day registration form there. Sylvia, I've got to rush you through this one. We've only got about 45 seconds, but there's also some assistive technology in-person training. I think we understand what that is, but where can folks learn more about that? Yes, very quick. The uh, Tri-Cities Assistive Technology Primer offered by the CNIB takes place in person on Tuesday, November 1st, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you'd like information, you must register. Please contact Julia Bonnet at cnib.ca. That's julia.bonnett -T at cnib.ca or call 1-800-563-2642. Sylvie, we're so grateful for these stories that you bring to us today. I know there's some air quality issues in Vancouver right now with some of the drought and the forest fires. Hope everybody's okay and safe on your end. 
Thanks so much. Really appreciate that, Dave. Fingers crossed the rain sets in tomorrow, mm-hmm. so okay. should clear that out. Thanks That's a lot. That's good. Sylvie, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.